Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Thursday the 11th of August. One of the Fed's June policy errors is already hurting its policy strategy. Fed Chair Powell, who is not an economist, decided to jettison years of precedent and increase the importance of consumer price inflation to the Federal Reserve's strategy. Consumer price inflation is a volatile number, strongly influenced by non-market forces, and the larger-than-expected disinflation impulse yesterday has caused markets to jubilantly expect fewer rate increases. This cannot be what the Fed intended, and indeed, there were Fed speakers guiding that they intended to keep on hiking. This is where the second June policy error comes into play, Having torn up forward guidance so spectacularly in June, no one in the markets has any incentive to believe anything Fed members say now about future policy. There is an important point about yesterday's consumer price inflation number. The United States went into deflation in terms of the lived experience. On a month-on-month basis, the official headline consumer price inflation was reported as zero. However, the largest consumer price inflation component, owner's equivalent rent, is a fantasy number that no one actually pays in real life. Stripping that out to get an idea of what prices are actually doing in the real world, consumer price inflation was negative on the month. But that is not a terribly helpful concept. Inflation inequality is rising significantly. Consumer price inflation is a plutocratic statistic. It's created on the basis of one dollar, one vote, and represents the spending pattern of somebody around the 70th to 75th percentile of income distribution. So, some higher income people will be experiencing falling prices compared to June, while predominantly lower income people will be experiencing actually increased inflation. Overall, The numbers do support the idea that the Fed is creating disinflation and deflation where it can to offset the inflation that it cannot control. Durable goods disinflation continued, for instance. Unfortunately, the inflation the Federal Reserve cannot control is the inflation that hurts lower income groups the most. It's all a very complex subject which leaves one yearning for a well-written book that clearly explains the truth about inflation. Today, it is the turn of US producer price inflation. This does not have the made-up numbers in it that consumer price inflation does, which is, of course, welcome, and it is the number that is most relevant when considering corporate pricing power. The expectation is that energy prices will bring down the headline rate of inflation with the monthly change in the core rate likely to be fairly stable. However, on the assumption that pricing power may be weakening a little in some areas per the consumer price inflation data, there may now be a whispered expectation for a decline in the core rate. In other words, if the number comes out in line with the consensus expectation, the market will probably be a little bit disappointed. The other figure to focus on today is the US initial jobless claims data. The whole soft landing scenario is very delicately balanced on the willingness of consumers to either reduce their savings rate or to increase their borrowing 
for as long as their real disposable income is collapsing. Part of the soft landing scenario does therefore depend on bringing down inflation so as to stabilise real disposable income. But part of it is around job security too. If people become concerned that job security is fading, they're less likely to cut savings or to increase borrowing unless economic circumstances absolutely force them to. The gradual rise in initial jobless claims is something to monitor, and there have been some other signals of some softening in the labour market. For instance, the very sharp increase in youth unemployment. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer. 